supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. that's right my name is scott adams you're listening to the scott adams show want to thank everybody for tuning in today wow well we're uh we're in the fight for our lives right uh the cdc has come out and is recommending i put in quotes recommending um that we wear masks nothing says uh vaccine vaccines don't work like mask mandates right so you're vaccinated you still they're recommending you wear a mask again the same people that brought to you the concept or the notion like joe biden did and he repeated himself and he said if you are vaccinated you don't wear a mask if you don't vaccinate you wear a mask okay so if you're vaccinated don't wear a mask if you're not vaccinated, wear a mask. That was the rule. And it, it kind of struck me because back in the day when it was going on like that, I walked into a Best Buy after the CDC removed the mask mandate. And I said, what's your mask policy? And they said, you can come as you like. Come as you are. Do whatever you want. And I said, Okay. Then I walked into another store and I said, what's your mask policy? And they said, well, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you've been vaccinated, um, you, you, uh, if, you, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you have not been vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Okay. So, of course, you have to trust the person who's telling you. Because, see, there's this little thing called HIPAA where I don't want to reveal to the store my health records, whether or not I got vaccinated. They might decide that I uh, supported Trump and hit me over the head with a lead pipe because that's what the left does. The left, if you're wearing a MAGA hat, they'll tear the hat off your face and hit you from behind. And then a fight ensues and then their butt gets kicked, whatever. You know, the, um, and then you get in trouble. Like J6, like January 6th, where they go for a rally and the FBI infiltrates the rally, 
breaks into the Capitol. And there were pipe bombs there on the ready from the night before. There were people on tape saying that they're going to breach the Capitol. Meanwhile, I know all kinds of people that were there at the Capitol on January 6th and did nothing wrong. They were all fine. They were smiling, happy, except for the fact that their election had been stolen. Someone posted up on Twitter, they said, you know why? You know how you know that Trump won Arizona? The Arizona War Room and the Arizona Audit, official Arizona Audit and Arizona War Room, Twitter accounts were shut down. Why in the world would you censor that kind of speech? We were banned on Facebook up until yesterday. I, oh my God. It's, I wonder how long it's going to last. Seriously, people. Um, if you're following me on Facebook and I stop posting, it's because I've been freezed out and I can't even go back on to tell you that I've been freezed out. But I was in Facebook jail for a year, for 30 days. And yesterday was my first day back and we're going to go through all the postings I did yesterday, pretty much. The lion's share of them. Today, on this show, I'm going to share them with you because it's it's really a lot of cataloging, a lot of research, a lot of work that I put out and post up there. And a lot of it I took over, took off from Twitter so that my Facebook followers, which I have a lot of them, uh, can see what, what's been going on. And I didn't say anything on tort. I didn't say anything mean or nasty. But I just know that I'm not going to last on Facebook. I'm a thorn in their side, I think. But the censorship is actually, you know, through the roof. Now we're going to go ahead and um, I think we're going to take a caller real quick. Uh, I think I know who this is. This is a trucker. I don't know where he's driving, but truck. uh, Jeff, you're on the air. And our... Oh, well, it doesn't seem to be working. We're getting no audio. So that's a bummer. Okay, well, all right, sorry about that. So we have no audio coming out of the uh, uh, phone call-in system. All right, so what we have is we have the CDC. Now here we go again. Let's see if it works again. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, hey, Scott, it's Trucker Jeff. You got me? Yeah, Trucker Jeff. Welcome. Hey, yeah. Hey, thanks. I just wanted to, before you get into your your Facebook post, I wanted to mention real quick something about the origin of COVID from the perspective of someone that lived in China for six years. It's been something I've been thinking about and and, and hadn't mentioned really that much, but I wanted to, to say something about that. Now, Now, you know, uh, most people on the right in the U.S. think that it was a lab leak. And, you know, and there's this divide. The lab thinks it's a natural origin. But I'll tell you what, from someone that lived there, there's, there's, it's not a possibility that someone took that 1,200 miles to a wet market. It, that, that, that didn't happen. Well, we, uh, I think we all pretty much know that this virus was uh, uh, man, engineered by a, a person 
and um, either leaked or was maliciously put out there, but uh, you know, for malicious reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing though that is that is bizarre to me is that you have Fauci as the face of uh, the people on the uh, the people on the left. They just don't want to face reality. Uh, I mean, anyway, my my point is, my friends that are from the left that are, that have lived in China, they know it was a lab leak. Right, right, right. We know. Well, I, I my my only my only question is whether this was a bioweapon, or or whether this was uh, China coordinating with the globalists to get rid of Trump to get out of Phase One, uh, the trade deal, and a whole host of other things, and to and to rig election, rig an election. Um, whether you, you, you know what's what's really bad about that is you know when I lived there I lived in in uh, Inner Mongolia in in, in China city called Baozhou when uh, Hu Jintao was president when I was there and his chairman uh, uh, of uh, uh, you know his joint chief uh, secretary of the, the military that guy he was was talking about how they wanted to kill two thirds of Americans and enslave the other third. And then they would have a place for all the Chinese people to live. They openly said that their their military chief brass said that openly when, yeah, when I was well, living there. We're gonna need to, uh, to. Well, thank you for that, Jeffrey. Jeff, uh, and um, I have another line a caller that wants to call in, but thank you okay. for that. And um, all right, great. Thank you. Uh, have a great show, man. All right, all right you too. All right, so let's see. All right, caller, you're on the air. Um, hi, this is Anita from Monterey. I'll be very fast. Fast question. Do you know what the uh, Cleveland Indians were called before they were called the Cleveland Indians? No. I, I have a friend, though, that would know. <laughs> He's a Cleveland Indians the fan. Cleveland, the, the Cleveland Spiders. Okay. okay. Do you know why? Do you know why they changed their name to the Cleveland Indians? Don't know. Well, my Aunt May, who's 98 years old, schooled me on this. She's uh, Cherokee. Okay, the very first Native American who ever played for a baseball team was on the Cleveland Indians. And I got his name written down here. Hopefully I don't get it wrong. His name was Lewis Scott Alex in 1899, I believe, and he was from the tribe. i got to spell it. P-E-N-O-B as in boy, S-C-O-T. And they renamed the team after Tennis him. Scott, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that's back east, I think, but yes. So say, anyway, say, I just say, the say, name, that and, say the name one more time. Okay, his name was Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, and the last name is S-O-C-K-A-L-E-X-I-S. Just say it, just say it out loud. Sock, like a sock, like you put on. Yeah. Uh, sock Alex, like you're oh, like Sokolux. a boy's name, okay. Alex. Okay. Yes, that's his last name. Louis yes. Sokolux. Okay. In 1899, he played. He was the first Native American Indian. Yeah. Well, but he actually, it was like 1892, maybe he first played. But I think his last game was in 1899. Well, you know what? The Guardian fans are never going to know that history. It's they, their history has been canceled. Uh, because well, see, that was then, my that was my. Yeah, I mean, favorite team. Your son's favorite team? 
No, no, my Aunt May. Your She's Aunt May's, 93. Yeah, Aunt yeah. May's favorite team. You know, here's the thing. See, that's a very positive story about Native American Indians' influence on the Cleveland Indians. And it's why they changed their name from Spiders to the Spiders to I the know. Indians. Oof. But yet you would never know that if you were listening to the cancel culture today. And, you know, my only no. beef with it being a Native American Indian myself is that the amount over the next 20 years, the billions of dollars in free marketing and branding and awareness uh, that goes into um, the Washington Redskins, the Atlanta Braves, the Florida State Seminoles, the Golden State Warriors, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Cleveland Indians is a tremendous. It's about, it's, I would estimate, $20 billion. I'm just going to throw that number out there, but think about the billions of dollars in market branding and awareness to a culture such as the Native American Indians, which their biggest struggle is losing their existence in terms of history and mm-hmm. memory. Their, their whole brand mm-hmm. awareness is, is, starting, is a fleeting thing because well, she, the Indians are so This is what so she told me. She said with, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. Every Native American. Well, but we're losing our culture as a result of the liberals trying to protect our our feelings. And what they because they because they don't have a business bone in their body, they don't understand the market value and the prestige that goes along with actually being a namesake for a team. It it's oh, huge no. business and it's great for our history. And Mm-hmm. They're ruining it for us, and I resent it completely. Well, let me tell you, she went on a rant. I understood a little of it because some of it was in Cherokee, but yeah, she was on a rant. Wow. Well, thank so, you, Anita from yeah. Monterey. Okay. All okay. Right. Thank you. you. Have a Take very care. good day. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Bye bye. All right. We got a lot of show to do. I'm gonna. Um, I'm actually gonna shut the phone down uh, because we we can we have a lot going on today. Um, so no, we're probably not going to take any more calls only because we're going to be running some clips and some other stuff. Um, but yesterday there was the January 6th hearing. What a charade. All right. So Adam Kinzinger starts bawling his eyes out. (laughs) Can't make this stuff up. So, you know, everybody's laughing about it online, but I said, Crocodile Tears, Chucky Schumer's brother from another mother, Adam Kinzinger, sobbing like a baby in support of the people who planted the pipe bombs on January 5th, in support of infiltrating the Trump January 6th rally, and in support of uh, the people who escorted people into the Capitol. That was the Capitol Police, who they were crying too, those little babies, saying, oh, they called me the N-word. And Ned Ryan said, I doubt that that actually happened. And happened, I happen to know people that went there. No, and, and the question is, what about this white supremacy? Why do we never hear this stuff? Why is it never on tape? It's just a guy saying that another guy said something. He gets put on the committee hearing to, to give testimony, saying, somebody hurt my feelings with the N-word. Okay, show me. Does it, you got it on tape? You got 14,000 uh, hours of tape. Do you have it on tape? No, I don't have it on tape, though, but it did happen. You know, it's ridiculous. So Adam Kinzinger is also supporting infiltrated uh, uh, people who infiltrated the Trump rally. And he's also supporting 
Um, uh, the escorts who are the Capitol Police that escorted people in, and he also is supporting the murder of Ashley Babbitt. But never mind that. Here's Adam Kinzinger crying his eyes out like a little baby in front of the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though, you guys may like individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with. And, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days, how we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. Let's define the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Meanwhile, you got January 6th uh, rally goers still rotting in jail for crimes that they didn't even commit. There were no crimes. The crimes that were done were done by the FBI themselves who were infiltrating the Capitol and who were coordinating with the Capitol Police. That Nancy Pelosi made a mistake when she didn't accept Donald Trump's offer, President Trump offered her National Guardsmen, knowing full well what he expected in terms of crowd size. And she, and she said no. And Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., also rejected the offer. And they even put the gates up backwards. And you wonder, this was a setup from day one. This was an infiltration. And a lot of crap was going on in D.C., but it wasn't from the Trump supporters who were waving flags, singing the national anthem, and then ended up being the victims because not one gun was left behind. Not one weapon was found in the Capitol. And in addition to that, Ashley Babbitt was shot at point-blank range by this guy named Lawrence Bird. Or no, it was uh, Richard Bird. His last name is Bird. Black guy. They got all kinds of footage of him. Lieutenant Bird. Capitol Hill Police. Not so much. He was a security detail. And I believe it's going to be shown that he's, he's going to be connected with um, Chuck Schumer's security detail. And they covered up for him. He shot Ashley Babbitt in point-blank range without even questioning whether she was armed or not, which she was not. And this Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, a Republican rhino, needs to be primaried out of office. And he's exactly what's wrong with Ronna McDaniel, the kind of person that supports losers like Adam Kinzinger. So... How do you like me now? That is just absolute bogus. You know, and he's doing exactly what he says. You know, the, the rhetoric, that was all rhetoric. Those fake tears. When you got people, 
You know, I love the tweet when he says when when they're saying, uh, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna read this tweet." Actually, it's a very good tweet. Let's go to Facebook real quick. And um, yeah, right here. <clears throat> Pretty crazy how inflation is skyrocketing. There's no longer a southern border, and cities are the most unsafe they've been in decades. But one party is obsessed with the January 6th riot, coup shaman, and the other is busy liberating Cuba. We're so concerned, the Republicans are so concerned about liberating Cuba. And, oh, Cuba's, you know, get, their rights are violated. What about the rights of the Trump supporters in America, right here in River City? What about that? And these open borders. Wait till you hear the exchange we have between Josh Hawley and the open borders and the uh, Mayorkas. Mayorkas, um, who single-handedly has caused all the problems along the southern border. And the reason why he's doing it is for the same reason that we're detecting now through the, uh, through the COVID cases, we're able to track spikes in different cities. And it's actually telling us, it's telling us exactly where people were getting dropped off. They didn't account for that. That's evidence that they didn't account for. So we are now starting to realize that St. Louis, Missouri is a target. How we don't know this, how we have Republicans that are being fooled, so easily and so quickly is beyond me. But here's a graphic, and the graphic is talking about the Missouri surge. And the Missouri surge is the surge of COVID cases. And I guarantee you what they're going to do to St. Louis, the headquarters of Black Lives Matter, the liars of Michael Brown, the race baiters that go along in that city, the people that uh, crucified the McCluskeys for trying to protect their home because they had a gun and they didn't even shoot it. But the very corrupt district attorneys and the, the justices uh, system in St. Louis has allowed that city to just go to crap. The crime is up. All kinds of problems with St. Louis. And so long as crime is up, you basically have dirt on everybody. So you get these people to participate in elections and you get them to cheat. And if you don't play ball and if you don't cheat, you know, if you if you play ball, I'll give you some money, which a lot of these losers will sell out for money. But if they don't sell out for money, then, well, you might end up going to jail for that crime you committed. So, you know, if you do us a favor, we'll do you a favor. Well, Josh Hawley is very concerned about his livelihood and well-being right now. And so he is pretty much on this. I said this. I said, I wonder if the Missouri COVID surge has anything to do with illegals being bussed and or flown to St. Louis to flip seats blue. It's widely reported that many illegal border crossers are not being adequately tested nor contact trace, Missouri may be in play. 
It wasn't too long ago that Claire McCaskill, a Democrat, a very liberal Democrat, won a statewide election and held a U.S. Senate seat. Let's not let St. Louis become the next Fulton County for election fraud, nor Missouri the next Georgia. Josh Hawley better get on this and better get on it quick. And so let's listen to Josh Hawley. Chairman, and uh, thank you, Mr. Secretary, uh, for being here. Uh, I, I want to just review the record, your record in office, and the record of this administration to date. Since February, the first full month, of course, of the Biden administration, there have been 822,629 illegal crossing attempts encountered by CBP at the southwest border. Every single month of your tenure, we've seen over 100,000 illegal crossing attempts. Every single month in your tenure, illegal crossing attempts have increased. We've hit a 20-year record for illegal entries. We hit that last month. We've had a surge of young children across the border, placing these children in incredible danger and in the line of harm. On a single day in March, we had 6,000 children sitting in CBP custody. And including HHS facilities, we now have 15,000 migrant children currently in federal custody. In April, the number of deportations carried out by ICE fell to the lowest monthly level on record. Interior arrests by ICE have declined to about 2,500 arrests per month. That's down from 10,000 arrests per month under the previous administration. And the Washington Post and other news outlets have reported that with Border Patrol totally overwhelmed now by the surge of migrants crossing the border, the cartels are having an easier and easier time smuggling drugs across our border, which are going to states like mine, which are awash in drugs, awash in drugs from across the southern border. Mr. Secretary, with all due respect, this record is an unmitigated disaster. It's a disaster. And I want to ask you to tell us and tell the American people now what you're going to do to change course. Uh, Thank you, Senator, for your question. Uh, Let me um, uh, respond in a number of different ways. Uh, First of all, the uh, number of migrants apprehended at the borders uh, began to increase in April of last year. Uh, Number two, it's very important to remember that the number of apprehensions, the number of encounters, uh, does not equal the number of different individuals encountered. Because we are exercising the the Centers for Disease Control Title 42 authority to expel individuals, that means Uh, They are quickly processed for identity and expelled. They're not placed in immigration removal proceedings before the expulsion. They often uh, return and are expelled again. Mr. Mr. Secretary, my time is is very, very limited here. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to be clear about something you just said. Are are you saying that there has not been a dramatic surge in border crossings and unaccompanied children during your tenure? A historic surge? Is that your position? That is not my position, and please allow me... Please allow me to finish my answer. What I am saying is that the number of encounters, the number of apprehensions, does not equal the number of different individuals apprehended because we are seeing recidivism under Title 42 and individuals are being expelled more than once, number one. Number two, you cited uh, the fact that 6,000 unaccompanied children were in CBP custody back in March. We are seeing only a fraction of that now because we had a plan then. As I said then, it takes time to execute our plan. We have executed our plan and the number is far different. Third, uh, the, um, the smuggling of drugs are the greatest means of attempted transportation of drugs 
across the border are through the ports of entry, in trucks, in vehicles that can try to move large amounts. And we are apprehending more than before. And this began in October of last year because of the investment in technology and the focus on the ports of entry. We continue the work of the prior administration in that regard. So, Mr. Secretary, do I do I take it from your answer then that, that your your position is that we don't have a crisis at the southern border, that the surge is largely illusory, and we have no reason to be concerned? I mean, is that basically what you're saying here? There's no need to do anything differently because your policies are working. I mean, is that your answer? Your policies are working at the border. That is a complete mischaracterization of what are I your said. policies working what at I, the border? What What I have said. What I have said before, and I repeat no, no, now. No, answer my is, question. Are your policies I, working at the border, Mr. Secretary? Yes or no? Are they working? We have a plan. We are executing the plan. The plan takes time to execute, and we are doing so. And let me say this. What makes the plan more challenging is, number one, COVID. But we are working through that, and our plan addresses that challenge. Wait a minute, COVID, COVID was at its height a year ago, Mr. Secretary, and with all due respect, we saw none of these numbers a year ago. This crisis has occurred under your tenure. COVID is not unique to your tenure. This is a um, crisis that you have engineered with your policies. Let me ask you about something you said to Senator Portman with regard and, to... And if I, may, if I may say, if I may say one last... absolutely not true, you said to Senator Portman. It's absolutely not true that ICE officers have been told not to arrest people. That's what you said earlier today. That astounds me because ICE officers have asked me to ask you about the instructions your guidance has given them not to arrest individuals. For instance, the National ICE Council, that's the ICE union, has asked me to ask you because they can't get answers from you. So they're asking me to do it, to ask you why officers who have been ICE officers who've requested permission to go after a sexual, a, a, an illegal alien who was convicted of sexual assault of a minor under 14 years of age were denied the ability to go and arrest this person. Senator Langford raised another case where ICE officers were directed not to pursue a previously deported alien who was convicted for indecency with a child by sexual contact and confined for five years. This is a registered sex offender and ICE officers were told not to remove this criminal alien. Why is this happening? Are you not concerned about these kind of criminals being released onto the streets and hurting children again? Uh, Senator, um, those types of criminals are a priority for arrest and removal. That is what the guidelines say. I cannot speak to the specific, if I may finish, Senator, uh, I cannot speak to the particular... I heard you give that answer to Senator Langford, but why can't you? You are the secretary. Why can't you speak to these specifics? Are you not in charge of your department? Why can't Senator, ICE officers not get answers from you? Why is it they have to come to me to get answers from you? Because they don't know what to do. They're desperate Senator, for guidance. Why can't Senator, you speak you, to these issues, Mr. Secretary? Senator, if I may... And Senate, uh, Secretary Mayorkas continues to lie to Hawley, but that, those are great questions. And they're lying to us. They're doing one thing, they're saying another. And that's not just about the southern border 
And that's not just about election rigging. And we're seeing signs that Missouri is a target. And Missouri has a surge of COVID cases. So naturally, CDC comes out, and now they want to do this mask mandate thing. And what I worry about the most, folks, and this is really something that I think is truly important, is I worry that our government is conditioning people to wear masks, then not wear masks, then wear masks, then not wear masks. Like a dog trainer trains a dog. We're not dogs, folks. We don't need a trainer. We know how to live our lives. We've been living our lives for a long time. We're more than likely a lot smarter than the government bureaucrat that's never held a job in their life and gets paid by payers like you and me. So I worry that our government is conditioning people to wear masks and not wear masks like a dog trainer trains a dog, controls a willingness to work or not to work with stimulus checks. The government is controlling with a carrot and a stick whether you, your, your willingness to work, your mindset, your psyop, your psychology, and it's causing unintended consequences or, in their case, maybe intended consequences. It's causing the minimum wage to rise without public public policy, without debate, without legislation. It's basically meddling with the free market, meddling with capitalism, and basically dictating price with the power and the hammer of the government to the point where the government is controlling us to wear masks and wear not not wear masks to work or to not or to have the willingness to work or the willingness not to work by putting out heroin or sugar or stimulus checks they're really no different in the way that i'm using those terms so This whole mask thing, wear the mask, don't wear the mask, don't matter whether or not I was completely wrong a month ago in May or back in May when Biden said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're um, not not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. It's just that simple, folks. He repeated himself and said it over and over again. I've never seen a person that wrong all the time. But. Biden has always been the dumbest student in the class, or the, but he's lied about it. Throughout his career, he's lied and said he was top of his class. You know, he's just a big, fat liar. But watch what happens in the months leading up to the 2022 election. You watch what they do with masks. You watch what they do with vaccines and mandates and controls. Because, folks, don't think for one second you're not being conditioned right now. You're being conditioned. And so it's going to be a natural, normal part of life. Because could you imagine if for some reason students, so like Jen Psaki was saying that children under 12 years old, it's illegal for them to have a vaccine, so therefore they must wear a mask. Never mind the fact that children don't die from this uh, virus. And never mind the fact that they're not spreaders if they're asymptomatic. 
Never mind the fact that masks don't work. Never mind these facts. Never mind. So let's take a trip down memory lane just a little bit and get to the bottom of this. Let's just listen to what Fauci said about asymptomatic. To just add one thing that seems to get lost in that question is that, as Bob said, and I agree, we would really like to see the data because if there is asymptomatic transmission, it impacts certain policies that you do regarding screening, et cetera. But the one thing historically people need to realize that even if there is some asymptomatic transmission, in all the history of respiratory-borne viruses of any type, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. Even if there's a rare asymptomatic person that might transmit, an epidemic is not driven by asymptomatic carriers. Okay, I'll take that. So if you're asymptomatic, you're not going to spread. If you are symptomatic, wear a mask and consult your physician. That's what he's saying. That's basically it right there in a nutshell. So where is the ambiguity in all that? What, what's the problem? Okay, so what, what is Fauci's p- position on masks? Let's take a listen to Fauci. That was asymptomatic, right? Whether you're symptomatic or asymptomatic, that's what Fauci said. Let's take a listen to what Fauci has to say about masks. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Masks are protective. And we but have- it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. And- you do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So now, yeah, then he was talking about masks. You don't need to wear a mask. You fidget with it. You fiddle with it, whatever. It's, it's bad for you. They're not effective. And then now, post-vaccine, you don't need to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. This is a guy that's been in business getting paid, the highest paid bureaucrat in Washington. Been in business for 50 years. And somehow he doesn't even know what the heck to tell you about asymptomatic and the virus. And he doesn't know what to tell you about masks and the virus. Yet, somehow we're supposed to continue to listen to these morons. Think about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. A situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Now the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is is that right? I mean, (laughs) you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> so he's in bed with the media. The media is lying and covering for Fauci. Fauci's been wrong like every step of the way. And you got to question it, folks. You know, nothing says vaccines don't work like asking a vaccinated person to wear a mask. But there's another one. There's another uh, good point to make. And that is that the mask is perhaps one of the only government medical mandates that doesn't have a standard. It says here, the cloth mask is the only piece of government-mandated medical equipment or safety gear for which there is no specification or certification. Let that sink in. Get your head around that, folks. It's not even exactly what it sounds like. It's more than that. The fact that the government is not taking a stand on what the standard should be or the specification or the certification grade should be for masks. The government doesn't even know. Or as soon as they actually put their label down on something. See, if the government says it's got to be this micron, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. There's a couple of things that happen after that. The first is... That means that everybody. Oh, that, that, that means that they're going to have to say that the masks that people had been wearing were ineffective. And if it was ineffective, then you know why did so many people not get the virus? That's one. Two. Then you could test their tests, and nobody's going to be making the. If they were to come out with a mask that's supposed to be effective and they were to specify and certify, then not only would the mask cost 12 bucks, no, no manufacturer could make it for less than $12. Everybody would have to go out and get this mask. Then they would be questioning, okay, well, anything less than that doesn't work, so we're not going to wear the masks, and you can't make us pay $12 per mask. And then there would be test after test of a mask that wasn't washed properly or whatever suggesting that that mask is not effective either. So they don't want to put their, they don't want to, they want to, they want a moving target. If you, if you think that this target is moving, it is. That Fauci is a moving target. You you get your, you know, you get your sights on them, right? And you can't seem to pin them down. Because every week, every month, every <clears throat> quarter, it's something new. And those same people that are getting rich off of the patents 
<clears throat> because they keep saying no to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Why? Because those drugs are out of patent. That any pharmaceutical plant in India could make a, a billion of those pills. And guess who's not going to profit? Bill Gates is not going to profit from that. George Soros is not going to profit. It does not make me feel great that George Soros and Bill Gates just spent $41 million on a COVID testing plant. They're, and, and it doesn't make me feel great that Pfizer just announced that they're going to be, uh, they expect gross revenues in 2021 to be $15 billion. So it's not just about profit. It's, just, it's, it's more than that. So we're going to go over to my Facebook just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I posted so much stuff. So the first uh, Facebook post I did, I said, I'm back after 30 days of Facebook BS. And we all know what BS is. And I got a tremendous amount of likes and comments and shares on that. And I appreciate everybody uh, liking my comeback albeit it's more than likely going to be fleeting because I, after you get to hear what I've actually posted just yesterday, it's going to be, I don't know how long I'm going to last. Let's put it that way. And I appreciate all the kind words of people welcoming back to Facebook. I posted a couple of articles. Did the FBI manipulate the Michigan kidnapping plot to influence the election? Americans deserve to know whether the FBI meddled in the 2020 election. Well, there's no doubt they meddled in the 2016 election. And there's no doubt that they meddled in the 2020 election. The CDC donates 98% of their donors, the people that donate to campaigns that work at the CDC, is 98% liberal. The FBI is very similar. Washington, D.C., one of the things I'm a big advocate for is decentralizing D.C. Move these bureaucratic jobs all over the country. They don't need to be all in one cesspool of corruption. Because people get to drinking at night and talking and scheming and whatever. It's ridiculous. So there's another article that goes into something that you and I have talked about for, for days and weeks and months. I've been talking about it. I was the first one to mention this about how close the Watergate and the Russian hoax are to each other and that the the tying knot is Hillary Clinton herself. She financed the Russian hoax and she was on the Watergate Commission and that this was all a design uh, to make the cover up the obstruction to get you to be impeached. They were both from the same playbook, the same cloth. They used the FBI. They leaked from the FBI, and they used very liberal journalists to do their dirty work. And a bunch of lawyers, infiltrators, and flippers, like Howard Dean, uh, not Howard Dean, John Dean. So this article says, 50 years of deep state propaganda. Not only does Richard Nixon deserve a sober reevaluation, but some of the more vocal critics deserve a sober second look as well. So I also wrote in my new Facebook uh, comeback, perhaps the DOJ won't release the January 6th tapes 
because the only violence was committed by the FBI. Huh. It used to be, in another post, it used to be, you joined the army to be all you can be. Serve and defend your country. Honor your flag and advance your career and pursue higher education. Today, our military caters to the military-industrial complex. What boards Pentagon Brass can be on next? Accommodate free gender changes, gender mutilization, and support woke critical theory, critical race theory. Support woke critical... So there's this General Donahue that's spending his time on Twitter these days, this Donahue guy. It's basically making a fool out of himself. Hey, another post on Facebook. It says, you ever notice Christopher Ray always laughably says that the white supremacy is the number one threat in the USA, but offers zero evidence or data to specifically show all these white supremacy attacks that we never see. It's sort of like that Capitol Hill police officer, black guy, who basically defended the uh, rally at one point, now flipped his tune and said he heard somebody call him an N-word. It was a woman in a pink Trump hat or a pink Trump jersey or something like that. Well, it turns out that he doesn't have any tape, any proof. It's a he said, she said it would never be admitted into court. And it's always the case that you ever wonder why it is that you just never see these things? You know, there's videotape of everything, but they... They never have videotape of this white supremacist that's doing stuff. I've seen so many cases of that. Another article from America Greatness. Five years later, the spawn of Crossfire Hurricane, the five-year arc between July 2016 and July 2021, is stunning. And so that's worth a read. Go over to America Greatness. Julie Kelly wrote that. Also, another one about big tech. Break up big tech before it's too late. So long as Silicon Valley continues to operate with impunity, people can expect a repressive, stagnant, and decadent culture that has become the new normal. And then one more America Greatness article is this. If you don't understand why the CDC now wants vaccinated people to wear masks again, then you don't understand the Great Reset. 50,000 migrants released into U.S. without court date. Wow, that is stunning. That is every single one of those people that ends up voting illegally neutralizes your vote. Think about that. Let that sink in and do something about it. Fight back if you have to, but do something about it. Stand your ground. Do not let them bully you. Don't let them steamroll over you. It's a tough fight, but we need to actually stand our ground. Otherwise, we'll be lost. So I posted about the Missouri surge. I believe that it's evidence that Missouri is going to be the next election rigging target. I also wrote, the cloth mask is the only piece of government mandated medical equipment or safety gear for which there is no specification or certification. Let that sink in. And I also wrote, nothing says vaccines don't work like telling people to put a mask on again. I said this. I asked this question. I said, why is it that I know about violence and destruction from fascist groups like Antifa and Marxist morons 
like Black Lives Matter, but I've not seen one video clip or know the name of one organized fundraising group that would be considered white supremacists. And that was in response to something that was just in by Disclosed TV. Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft, YouTube, and other big tech companies will now add content to a shared counterterrorism key database aiming to crack down on material from white supremacists and far-right militias. So they're associating far-right militias with white supremacists. It doesn't make any sense to me that they would do that. So I said, so the pharmaceutical company isn't liable because they have an indemnity. The FDA isn't liable because they haven't approved it. The CDC and Fauci aren't liable because they're the government. But you're, you're the one that's liable for refusing to take the vaccine. I'll read that one more time. So the pharmaceutical companies aren't liable because they have indemnity. The FDA isn't liable because it's, they haven't approved it, which is the reason why the FDA is taking so long to approve. You understand the, the, the lawsuits that would ensue. The CDC and Fauci aren't liable because they're the government, but you're the one that's liable, always liable, always on the hook, always has to pay the price. By the way, Sweden, no, no deaths. UK, through the roof. Sweden didn't shut down. UK did. Let that sink in. I said it's odd that we've never heard insurance companies complain about all the COVID cases that they must have paid for, nor any spike with mass homelessness, COVID cases. The homeless aren't getting COVID, and the insurance companies aren't complaining that they're overwhelmed financially by all these cases. There's supposed to be this epic number of cases. The insurance company had to foot the bill for it, right? Wrong. I wonder if the government subsidies to hospitals declaring COVID for diabetes patients, for example, wasn't hush money for the insurance carriers. I mean, you got to ask the question, what's going on? Doesn't it some things just they don't feel normal? Something seems a little odd, right? Nothing's adding up or making sense. Up is down, down is up. So we have actually more. There's a lot more posts. I posted about 10 more posts, but I'm not going to have time to get through them all. But we'll cover them. There's always another show, right? Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out our nonprofit arm that supports America First policies to make America great again. We could use your help. If you want to make a donation, head over to buglecall.org, magapack.org. They're sister nonprofits. They're 501c3s. You can get a tax break on your donations. And be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast of The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. my kids right up to there.